just when you thought it was safe to listen to this podcast. The 2023 Attack of the Killer Podcast Award Show is back. And this time, it's personal. 2023 Attack of the Killer Podcast Award Show Part 2 on this episode of, well, you know. Attention planet Earth and beyond. Stay tuned for Attack of the Killer What? Welcome back, everybody, to part two of the 2023 Attack of the Killer Podcast Award Show. I am your host with the most insane mic. And this is it, folks. This is our top five picks of 2023. Part one was oh. just kind of a warm up for this. Part one is like the tech awards that are done at the <laughs> Oscars that they don't even bother to televise. Oh, this is the real deal right here. If you didn't listen to part one, first of all, what the hell's wrong with you? Why would you start with part two? Who would do that? I don't know. Kind of crazy person. No, they're just, uh, we'll talk about them later. However, what uh, we've done is spent the past few months catching up on as many horror films as we could that has come out this year. And we've each ranked our top 10 favorites of the year. We've already covered 10 through 6. So now we're down to the top five, our favorites for 2023. So be warned, there may be spoilers. Because we're pretty excited. We may accidentally (laughs) slip. We'll try not to, but yeah. Yeah. Now, we couldn't have done this show if it wasn't for our attackers. What's an attacker? I'll tell you. An attacker (laughs) are those who donate to the show and keep it going strong. And because of their support, they become part of the Attack of the Killer podcast family that we call dot, dot, dot the attackers now if you become an attacker there are tons and tons of benefits uh, that you can get you can get bonus episodes of the show videos you know membership card sticker and certificate you can get original art by me called mikey's monsters you can also get invited to our exclusive chat the attack of the killer chat monthly horror hangouts and watch parties there are so much more and all of it can be yours all you have to do is go to jointheattackers.com, pick the tier you want. Again, that's jointheattackers.com. Help support the show like these amazing people do. Man, these guys are so cool. We're talking about Timothy Lennerer, Roman Doppelfeld, Larry Watanabe, Brett Royer, Seth Key, Jessica Irish, Chris Cook, Brian Gunsel, Stefan Sitter, Brandy Moore, Andrew Moeller, Rod Hutchinson, Carmen DeHaig, Abraham Moreno, Andrew Bentler, Casey Kelderman, Tony Miller, Mike Clayton, Rose Talashoma, Abe Kirshner, Lisa Cavalier, Holly Berg, Bill Fisher, Emily Randolph, Greg Diedrich, and Dallas Paris. What a list. An amazing list. And you can join that list, too. Again, go to jointheattackers.com. Also, while you're out there doing stuff, be sure to go to our YouTube channel and check out our uh, new playlist we got going on, Recasting with Christian Slater. Uh, What Jason has done is painstakingly gone back through every episode of the show. I know show. it took lawyers hours of time to, to get through all these celebrities' contracts yeah. and allow us to pull out the segment we used to have on our show and uh, get it on YouTube. It's uh, It's been a feat. It's been very expensive. That's where all the Patreon fees go. We we want our, <laughs> our, um, our dear friend Andy to 
get recognized for his amazing impressions. So we're starting a playlist. We have started a playlist of taking all of his classic bits from his segment, Recasting with Christian Slater, and putting them on YouTube for all of you guys to hear. So go to our YouTube channel, check out Recasting with Christian Slater. And now it's time to introduce you to the podcast crew. He is such a drama queen that he won an Oscar in his sleep. Tad. I wish I slept. Thanks, guys. He has won an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. That's right. He got them all. Jason. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Really glad you could make it to the ceremony. This is uh, a very exciting night for us all. That's right. There's people tripping on stairs and slapping faces. This is a real award show. (laughs) So let's get into it, guys. The top five. You guys ready? Dude, so excited. Yeah, I was looking, uh, I was double checking my list, and I'm really excited because I don't think we've really, we've only talked about one of the five I have left. So. Either we all have these same top five, or, or we're going to... I don't know. I'm just really excited. Here's the interesting thing. Inside inside look at my list here. Uh-huh. One we've talked about already um, in 10 through 6. Two of them got brought up on the bonus episode. Oh, snap. Whoa. Well, the attackers will have a clue. I'm saying no one's mentioned any of mine at all, so... Well, oh, wow. Watch good shit. Cool. You might... <laughs> All right, so Jason, start us off with your number five. (laughs) Well, as we talk about every week, Mike's the uh, authority and stickler on genres and what it means and the definitions of. Uh, Why why do we have to label But I went ahead and I looked and I made sure that the word horror was on (laughs) IMDb's labeling, genre labeling, because, you know, this one questions it, sort of, but it does. And I... I know neither of you two have watched this one yet, but uh, as Mike also alluded to, uh, this is where A24 definitely gets onto the list. Oh, We're talking about the three-hour. I wished it was longer. I wished it was longer. I'm not. But uh, on the other hand, it it didn't feel like it at all. It's just because it's madness. But we're talking about Ari Aster. That's right. My one of my favorite new directors, his film Bo is Afraid. Oh, okay. I don't know what were you thinking. Anyway, I had no clue. Um, I so forgot about this one. A twenty four. Yeah, so uh, it's played. The main character Bo is played by Joaquin Phoenix. Can't do any wrong. He's amazing. Um, a reserved man who makes regular visits to a therapist to manage his anxiety finds himself challenged when he embarks on a tumultuous and emotional odyssey to get home to his mother. This movie's amazing because it's like, um, just <laughs> odyssey. Yeah. That, I mean, that might, that's a good word for this because it's very epic. It starts literally at his birth from his point of view. Uh, that's, that's cool enough. Right. But then like, um, Joaquin, uh, uh, he, he gets dropped on his head on his head when he's a baby and like doesn't turn out right and he also but the, it also feels like he's a little bit schizophrenic he's paranoid he's got a lot of a lot of things in his head but this movie's neat because it's insane 
and it <laughs> and, and and it's all taking place from his perspective. So, so imagine a, a film Joker prequel. No, but imagine a film. I mean, maybe no, but uh, I saw it on YouTube, bro. It's uh from the perspective of a person with schizophrenia with mental illness, and but it's but we're seeing a literal thing of what his brain is doing to him as this story plays out. It's fucking madness. And it's, it is pure insanity. And, and, and there's a, um, absolutely a story, but how it gets there is just crazy town. And, um, Parky, Parker Posey's in this. Um, Nathan Lane is in this. Ryan, there's lots of great people, great cast, great score. It's just, and, and, uh, I love Joaquin, um, but this is by far, hands down, the most unflattering role he'll ever play in his entire life. Because if you see the trailer, or see the poster, like he, they, he's very uh, chunky, and they made him old and bald and white-haired, and he's naked in half the movie, or in his little tidy whiteies, and it's just not flattering in any way at all. Hmm. And you follow him. Uh, this dude who surprisingly lives by himself, you know, without support or help, <laughs> and he needs to go find his mother. And it's it's got some definite Ari Asterisms in it, as far as uh, the sequence where he learns about what happened to his mother on his way to his mother's. Uh, it's she must a, does she saw off her own head with a piano wire? Close. <laughs> It's it's more the scene is more fucked up than that probably, um, but it's just unnerving. It's in, it's just I, a journey of of awesome. You madness. would think, yeah, this would be right up my lane, but I'm like, my anxiety has it like, <laughs> yeah. It, I'm like, I don't know if I can handle it. Like, and, I don't absolutely. know. Um, and plus, a lot of reviews keep bringing up like you know maybe like a 24 should have made some notes. Like, you know, it's like, this is a director's cut of a director's cut where it's yep. like, maybe absolutely roping it in a little bit would have helped it a little. Cause you know, three hours of anxiety is a little much Jason. Yeah. But that's a, but no, because the author, the director should get to tell his story and his vision. And if it takes three hours and if that's the ride he wants to put you on, then it's not his fault. You, you know, it's yours for not being able to handle it. And it is it's hard to handle. It is it is very nerve-wracking and anxiety-filled for sure. I mean, a lot of these movies are anyway. As somebody's hiding from a killer, it's hard to do or whatever. But um, but also, there's, there's no other movie like it. Um, and, and like I said earlier... Uh, to get on my list, it's on my list because I could not stop thinking about this movie. Like, even though it's madness and insanity, there is a story there. And because it's so fucked up and it's Ari Aster, you're like, what? Did, what? What did that mean? Did this mean that? Or, you know, you'd spend the next week putting all these things together. And that was really fun for me. And just examining what... Um, the, some of the themes were and were about. I had a lot of fun with that. How many YouTube videos did you have to watch about? Oh, that? dude, so many. <laughs> I'm not kidding. There were a bunch. 
I'm like, you got just to just to see what everyone's <laughs> trying to figure out this fucking mess. Uh, so, uh, I mean, I watched a lot too. So it was it was I loved that. Yes, and um, I bet they wish they gave notes because I'm looking at the budget versus the box office and yeah. office, and so I see why. Well, technically, on paper, it's a definite flop, um, but. Um, I think there's. I think this is filled with art, and I'll fucking take it all day. So it makes me think of. Um, I'm gonna butcher this, but the guy who did uh, it follows, um, uh, and he has he has like a three name name. But anyways, he uh, followed up with that movie with Andrew Garfield, and it, yep, it, it, they that basically fucked too. Yeah, they they like backed up a truck of money to him after he made yep. like had one success and they're like do what you want and he made it and commercially and box office everywhere it sort of just flopped i really liked it uh it was like under the silver lake or something yeah, like that yeah but, that movie's uh, a mind fuck but it was really fucking but cool I, but like it's really good yeah but it's like uh, i don't know I, if there's that <laughs> i'm a big proponent for art yeah um and but the you know hollywood is a business and it's like is this going to hurt yeah, Ari Aster. Like, a good question. Well, well, a twenty-four question. Next time they back up a truck of money and say you have Joaquin Phoenix, Nathan Lane, and three hours, and we won't, we will let you do whatever the fuck you want. Um, it when it costs them money, when they lose money on it, it's losing it, money. I don't, I don't think it's not going to win awards. Yeah, it's not the biggest budget in the world. It's only thirty-five million. That's really low in. I mean, in general, right? Yeah, but to only make eleven and a half back—that hurts. But, but a, yeah, but a twenty-four, you know, doesn't not have the—they're not that studio anymore. No, I no. mean, after every winning best, winning every major award at the Oscars last year is is going to change things, whether they want to say it or not. So they're not just out to get yep. accolades; they need to yep. make money too. So, yep. But this one uh, definitely falls on the side of. Uh, one million percent to me anyway this is complete art and um i loved it for that i love the cast it's uh it's one hell of a movie that uh, it's an experience so uh, i loved it and i still think about it and it's a bummer that it didn't do better but again at the same time i'm like man, man i don't care I, I i like it for what it is so Made my number five. Bo is afraid. Ted, what's your number five? I just want to say I have like 11 days off for Christmas, so hopefully I can fit that and uh, Flowers of the Killing, Killer Moon. To <laughs> both Only of those, those two. That's it. So, yeah, the two epic long movies this year. Uh, my number five is on the other end of the spectrum. It's not art. It is <laughs> bl- blood, guts, and fun. It is Evil Dead Rise. Uh, yeah. I fucking love this movie. There's not many franchises that are still rocking it and haven't had a bad entry, in my opinion. And Evil Dead is one of them. Uh, Evil Dead in a high rise. We talked about it. I've talked about it in length on the uh, probably on what we watched. But uh, this one, yeah, I, I need to go back and rewatch it again. But we saw it in theaters. I had a blast with it. Uh, it it was something that was supposed to go straight to streaming. Tested so well, they decided to put it in theaters, and I'm so glad they did because it was a blast watching in theaters, just like the reboot was. And I hope this kick kickstarts the franchise, and yeah. we get a new Evil Dead movie every you know two or three years from from Raimi and 
Campbell and the team. And I love that. It's like, we're not getting the same characters every time. It's like the basic mm-hmm. lore of this book opening up and fucking people's lives over, uh, in a new setting. I'm cool with that. Just keep doing that. Let's see what this, what the Necronomicon does <laughs> in Iceland. Let's see what it does. You know, I don't know, Sweden. Let's, let's just take it elsewhere. Let's see where, you know, take it further than the high rise. Let's keep going. Doesn't all have to be a cabin in the woods. Yeah. And keep getting young talent to make these movies too. I love that too. Oh, Alyssa Sutherland. You are worth watching. And then her face when she goes bad. Jesus, she's fucking terrifying. Yeah. This movie's so awesome. It it, it didn't make my list partly because it was a suffered from the came out in April, so it's old to me and (laughs) and it just didn't Oh, I love it. I love it, but it just missed my top ten. But man, this movie's so good. It's so good. It's my number five too. Oh, twinsies. twinsies. Yay, now we're twinsies. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely good. Yeah. Does this fall in that category of like stuff to children <laughs> thing you were talking about before? <laughs> Kinda. Because yeah, what makes and what even makes this more um of a gut punch when it comes to bad stuff happen to kids in this is that we spend a good chunk of getting to know these kids and their their angst and their troubles and their yeah, lives. Yeah, we've never really had like the family aspect in an Evil Dead movie. It's always yeah. been teenagers yeah. in a cabin or yep. guy time traveling from his <laughs> hardware store. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, you know, and so so like when when stuff are happening to the kids in this movie it's it's just it's far more impactful yeah. whether you have kids or not i feel yeah. it's not like in the blob remake where you know the little blonde haired kid gets eaten by the blob and the best thing we know about him is he's got he got like two little zinger one-liners in before he gets eaten by the blob you know the, these are these are characters that we've been following and caring about and the fact that they're kids and the nastiness that that happens dude but I'll take a lot. Uh, I'll take a ton more of Evil Dead movies in this vein if we can get more of the um, body part mesh monster at the end. Ugh. That was freaking cool. I wanted to see so much more of that. Just all the arms flailing and everything. <laughs> so cool. So cool. So creepy. Yeah. So love it. Hey, I. Just a little off track, but not really. Speaking of the franchise, uh, Simon and I, uh, just Sunday, did a Evil Dead 2 Army of Darkness uh, double feature. So his first time with those. And he loved them. He loved them. But oh my God. (laughs) It's it's interesting that uh, the franchise is going in this direction after the direction the original three films went because watching i don't know if i've ever done it before watching army darkness directly after evil dead 2 and just how tonally different those two movies are you don't think about it at the time unless you watch them back to back like that like it just army darkness is devoid of all anything dark and horrific and it's like even when you get like the uh the fight at the end you almost kind of forget you're they're fighting deadites you know it just happened to be bad guys that are skeletons at that point yeah yeah and if that movie came out now we would debate be debating is this a horror movie yeah for sure it's a medieval adventure movie dude yeah 
Anyway, so yeah, that's my number five so as good. well. Well, we're all going to agree on four through one, so it'll go really fast. Yeah, <laughs> almost done. Yeah. <laughs> all right, then. So then, uh, Jason, what's your number four? Oh, man, number four. I fucking love this movie, and I know you guys do, too. And um, I'm pretty sure it started where Tad was just like, hey, this movie, don't fuck around, watch it. I'm like, all right, Jesus, Tad, you're so mean. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, you listen to Tad and you do it. So I just, I didn't get to see anything about it. I just pushed play because Tad told me to and blew my fucking socks off. It's called No One Will Save You. Uh, it's basically another, you know, as I'm watching it, I'm like, Mike's going to fucking love this because it's like one character in one location and it's just balls to the wall, fucking awesome. This girl's just out in the middle of nowhere by herself. Uh, she hears some noises. Maybe it's a home invasion. Oh, it is a home. Oh, but those aren't people. Those look like alien. Oh, fuck. Those are aliens. Oh my God. And then like the whole movie. But then, you know, you're 20 minutes in the movie and you're like, nobody said a fucking word yet. <laughs> and you're an hour into the movie. You're like, nobody said a word yet. This whole movie basically is with no dialogue and it's unbelievable. It's captivating the whole time. Uh, you don't, you do not know how it's going to go. And, um, it's, it's a ride and a half. And, uh, Caitlin Deaver, who plays the lead, she, uh, she steals the show, man. She's amazing. This movie's amazing. It's on Hulu. It's called No One Will Save You. Yes. Obviously, mm-hmm. it, it, well, if you're listening to this, you heard me mention it yep. on Honorable Mentions. Uh, this one, the only thing I think that held it out of my top ten was the look of the aliens. Uh, it was stereotypical. Sort of, yeah, the sort of green, weird shaped head thing. It's Other crazy. than that, it was really cool. The no dialogue, uh, you know, it was it was unique. Uh, yeah. I really, I think I dig it too, and I, I this will be one I'll rewatch. Oh yeah, and recommend all day. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was so good. Gosh dang. <laughs> yeah, it's it's great. I'm right there with you guys on this. Um maybe more so. We'll, <laughs> That's we'll find that number. out. <laughs> we'll find that out later. I was going to say man. you guys were probably like taken back when I mentioned this on my honorable mentions and not yeah, my top 10. I was 10. trying not to be mad at you. I, it it yeah, was there. It, it was. was in there. No, it was, was in good. there. Godzilla came and stomped on it, guys. Yep. Sure did. That's my number four. Tad, what's your number four? Uh, mine is, has, number four has not one drop of fun in it. <laughs> There's mm-hmm. nothing f- f- to smile about. There's uh-huh. no sense of anything. It's when evil lurks. Um, this movie's so fucking heavy. It's the heaviest on all lists of a list. Uh, not one I'll rewatch, probably, unless I'm in the mood to watch a Doberman snatch a child by its when that fucking, fucking skull. Happens. Holy <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> yeah, and you knew it was going to happen. That's what made it worse. It's You're like, like it's coming, it? and, they, and it? they don't fucking cut away from it. And he just takes and the kid fucking... out the fucking door. Oh, well, that's some, that's some Alfred Hitchcock shit right there, though, because you see, 
You see, he. They tell he, you the pile animals. of clothes are on the floor. Oh. You see the dog messing with the pile of clothes, oh, fuck. and then you see those children. While the adults are fighting oh. and bickering, you see the children doing their own thing, petting yeah. the dog, oh, you know, fuck. hugging the dog, and the dog's just sitting there, and then just you know something's gonna happen, and that ticking bomb under the table is go is gonna it, go off any second, and it fucking and it went off, does, and you just see. You just, you, you see freaking shots of that dog flipping that small child around with his fangs like a freaking not, rag doll. It's not PC. It's brutal as hell. And I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe they went that far. And then he keep going. And then he yeah. keeps going. Yeah, this director did Terrified, which was yeah. on my list. I oh, think right. like yeah. three or four years ago. And left me fucked up from just the image of the little dead boy at the table. So this director just loves fucking dead kids, and I love it. Uh, he's, he's he might be Erica's new modern favorite director. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was you wondering know, if, if Erica. If Erica yeah, I was gonna say if Erica uh, hasn't finished her book, uh, she might have to do a second one just to include this movie. Yeah, she's probably gonna be pissed when she sees this. Like, God damn it, I've already finished my book. Yeah, um, but like I said, this one from start to end there's not one moment of it doesn't let up it doesn't give you any joy uh people uh, you know i think uh trying to think of who it was when i was right maybe godzill he said you know i watched it it was really good i'll never watch that again that's a pretty (laughs) good review uh but it still lands on here because it is i mean evil it is fucking evil it's mean it's Mm -hmm. nasty oh yeah uh, and I, I have a hard time describing it to people because it's like, it's not zombies. It's like an illness. It's like a pandemic, but it's sort of 28 days later, but they don't have that rage. But they do have that rage. They have a rage, but it's not the same rage. But it's uh, demon possession. Yeah. Treated like zombies. But is it, I was it's confused on that. It's like, is it one demon doing this to everybody? Or is it like, like a on. demon yeah. virus thing? Like kind of like Night of the Demons? You know, because it's obviously, it's obviously more than a virus thing. Because there's some supernatural shit going on. Because how did that girl, for just an example, I mean, like a lot of these, a lot of these people when they turn, you know, um, they survive massive trauma that they shouldn't. But how does that girl survive getting chewed up to shit by that dog, get drugged out into the street, and then the next time you see her, when uh, right before the the pickup truck slams into her and her mother. <laughs> she does not have a scratch on her. She has no marks whatsoever. And she says she's fine. It didn't hurt. Right. I, it's just the demon's mind control. Sort well, yeah, of like yeah, a deadite. Yeah. I mean, like a, like a you know, they're fucking but with ashes. I'm not picking in the moment, down. you're just like, what the fuck yeah. is happening? Yeah. I'm not picking on it. I'm yeah. just saying that's, that's what you that's what it are going to expect because yeah. it's, yeah, it's yeah. a supernatural thing going on. And the scene that's from the poster where the woman bashes her own fucking face in with a hatchet is gnarly. Uh, this is like the sadness of last year. You know, the sadness last yeah. year was oh, that yeah. was like blood, guts, gory, uh, and, and not like Renfeld splashing blood onto the screen. It is like literally, a, you know, a hatchet to the fucking face. Uh, I, I don't know what else to say about this one, guys. Like, it, it, it's getting, it got tons of buzz when it hit uh streaming everyone was sort of talking about it it lived up and exceeded that hype for me uh it's disturbing i mean i can't as someone who doesn't have kids i you know was trying to warn people when they're asking if i want Mm. if if, 
a, a good friend of mine, Scott, he was like, you know, what have you seen lately? I'm like, you should watch this, but be forewarned. But, but no. he's the same guy who was not really, he was, he thought Serbian film was rad and was like, oh. it didn't really, I'm like, so he should be fine with this. And he said he was fine. He loved it. He thought it was awesome. He liked terrified. So I knew he'd like this. So, um, but yeah, yeah the some kids, people might, it might be too much for him. The kid stuff didn't traumatize me. I think, I think the, the difference for me is when, like this is still over the top, right? I mean, it'd be different. Take a well, like take a movie like um, like Chained, for example, which is a which is oh. a movie I'll never watch again because nope. it's a such a it's such too a heavy. Uh, too heavy for me on the kids front because that could happen. That does happen, sadly. Where this is like like when you're carrying a bloated guy by a bedsheet and he rips through, and it's like it's not this isn't anything that. Yeah. possible it's it's it's, it's too it's over, over the, the top too over the top yeah um i i really liked it too it didn't make my top 10 because i feel like it's mm. it's too dark in the fact that i mean i always need levity i do yep. but when they get to that one lady's house and then things slow down and we're spending time with the characters you know the mom the brother um the autistic kid the dad and whoever this creepy lady is, I didn't care. Because I just did not really care about any of these characters and their plight. Um, in particular, the main protagonist. It's like when he start, when he loses his one kid in the middle of the night, it's like, I have no investment in this for some reason. And I think it's just because... This, Poor Pedro. I think it's maybe a lot of because like I didn't, I didn't connect with any of his with a lot of his motivation through the first half. No, um, he's a very flawed character that doesn't yeah. do the right thing enough. Yeah. And yeah, and so there was nothing for me to connect with these with any of these characters for me to really care about them. Now when the creepy stuff is going on, it's creepy and it's awesome and when when the the, the gory stuff is happening, it's it's disgusting and and keeps me entertained, but the lulls in it is when it's just when it's just character stuff, because I did not care about the characters enough, yeah, enough for it, me to go get through the rest of the movie, mind you, and and uh, you know care about the impactful stuff. But when it's just the characters talking at that ex- secluded house, I I was to, starting to tune out. Yeah, it wasn't quite. I mean, we just talked about Evil Dead Rise and how we they sent they they take the time to make you care about the family before they fuck you over, mm-hmm. and not so much with this. I mean, they do have some character development, but like, I was not. I, I was more. It was more of a shock value of watching a kid get snatched by a dog, more so than yeah, like, yeah, exactly. I really wanted her to survive because I cared about her character. No, I just knew there was a fucking kid that was gonna get eaten by a dog, and it's tense. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. It's just a way different of putting ty- it. different yeah. type of horror, and that's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, but you know, just saying, that's why I didn't make my top ten. So, uh, but my number four <gasps> goes in the completely opposite direction <laughs> of both you guys. Mine's Cocaine Bear. Oh my goodness, really? I loved Cocaine Bear. I've watched it twice already oh, this Jesus. year because <laughs> I I showed Simon it too, and he loved it too. It's it's so funny. Um, it's a horror movie. It it is. I haven't seen it's it. It's grisly, so. but on cocaine. 
Grizzly's I mean, a horror movie. We got Slother House and Cocaine Bear on your list. I love it. <laughs> oh, yeah. my animal theme. Do you know where my brain is at? <laughs> yeah, if you, yeah, you haven't seen it yet? No. Um, Probably won't. But it, it's directed... Oh, you, I think you'd like it, I Jason. think you'd like uh, it. It's directed by... Um, help me, God. We all love her. She's hot. She's funny. She's from uh, Hunger Games. Elizabeth. Banks. Banks. Thank you. She directed it. She's not in it, which I was, I thought was really interesting. Um, you know, usually anytime you see like actors or actresses, at least have a cameo. Move oh, it, yeah, move in. In yeah. There's a good cast. There's a good cast. Great director. Um, it's baby cubes in it. It's funny. It's again. It's got some good gore. It's the final film of Ray Liotta. You should watch it at least in honor oh. of Ray Liotta, right? Mm-hmm. Or not. Simon, Did you I call just, him Lay Riota? Something like that, isn't it? <laughs> Laid to rest, Liotta. Uh, check it out, dude. It's it's yeah. I think you you'd like it, Jason. It's fun. I it's, do it's, love it's, cocaine, so it's, let's it's, do it. It's a stu- it's it's pretty dumb fun. It's ridiculous, it's over the top, like laugh out loud fun. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. <laughs> I don't think we convinced. Oh, him. I I I didn't love it as much as I wanted to because people were like, "Dude, it is so crazy," and I'm like, "Okay." You're yeah. telling me this? You don't know right. what I watch, yeah. right? Right. But it was—it's definitely a—it's easily digestible. It's fun. Throw it back some night. It, Cocaine I, like, bear is your number four. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Can't trust my shit no for nothing. Dude. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right then. Fine. Let's move on to number three. Uh, Tad, what is your number three? My number three is one I sang the praises for in, after I saw it, and uh, what we watched uh, it is David Slade's Dark Harvest. Uh, this movie yeah. is gorgeous. It's such a cool story. It's set in the time period I love in the 60s. Uh, the, the reason it's not higher up is because the story was a little bit confusing, um, but maybe that's a good thing. They don't explain everything. Uh, it left me a little confused at times, but I, I dug the whole experience. I love the castle of the cinematography. I love the story. I love the monster, the creature, the gore. Um, this was really cool. And, and I also think what plays into it being such a high thing is like, I just, it was completely unexpected. Uh, I did not hear about this until someone, a Facebook friend posted like, Hey, check this out. The, the cinematographer from, only God forgives like made a horror movie, David Slade. And I'm like, that looks sort of cool straight to streaming. I'll check it out. And I was pretty blown away. I really had a great time with it fully engaged. And it's a great Halloween time watch. Yeah. Sawtooth Jack is the shit. Yeah. Cool villain. Cool character. Oh, you saw it? Yeah. Yeah. This 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 one was completely off my radar. I don't know anything about it. Hmm. Yeah. Well, the story is, uh, yeah, I can do some some story without spoiling it for you. I think uh, I got Godzilla, I think, to rent it, and maybe Rod, I'm not sure. But um, it's set in the 60s where in a small town in the Midwest where, like, every high schooler wants out, you know. They want to get out of their parents' house. They want to get out of this town that's deadbeat. No one, there's no good job. There's no good future in this town. So the school actually like basically offers up if you can kill sawtooth jack 
yeah, you can hunt him down. You get a car, you get money to leave town, um, and you you get like a trophy and a parade and recognized, you know, at the city gathering, whatever. Um, but Sawtooth Jack is this like mixture of pumpkin head and Jack Skellington and oh. I don't even know what he's this big fucking scarecrow creature. Um, this is where it got a bit confusing because I'm like, it's it's obviously supernatural. And they sort of hint that it's like it's ruining their it'll ruin their crops for a year. So they need this thing killed. So you go out hunting it. So I was like, OK, this seems sort of fun. But this thing fucking hunts you. And it's like Predator where, you know, it, it'll take out like six dudes at once. It's really hard to, to kill this thing. Um, so all these kids, you know, jump in their old pickup trucks and they've got their, you know, rudimentary guns and weapons and whatever they can grab baseball bats and shit. And they just all run into the cornfield after this sawtooth Jack guy. And he, he fucks up all these teenagers and, <laughs> but it's, it's, yes, it's also does. a coming of age story too, which is, I really like because these kids are willing to risk their lives to get out of this town. And, um, this one, the, the lead, his older brother, was one who took out Sawtooth Jack and he's left town and no one's heard from him since. And so he's struggling to live in the shadow of his brother. You know, what are the odds that the younger brother who's not athletic and good looking is going to get it? He's lived in his brother's shadow this whole life because his brother took out Sawtooth Jack. Um, and so he, his like main goal in life is like, I'm going to fucking get him. You know, like I have to live up to my brother's legend and uh, you feel for him. It's pretty but, cool. Yeah, sounds pretty yeah. cool. Definitely David Slade, who, who did Thirty Days a Night, uh, which I love. Uh, yeah, hard candy. I, I, yeah. Oh, I would have loved to seen. Yeah, I would have loved to seen this one in a theater. Mm-hmm. Where's Where's it at? Um, it might be just. Last I knew, it was just uh, like pay to rent, but it oh, might. Okay. I'll have to check and see if it's. Yeah, I don't think it's free streaming yet. Okay. Yeah. All right, Jason, what's your number three? Oh, my Lord. My number three. I watched it last night. Oh, wow. It. Uh, this is why I wait till the last minute to make my list. Um, uh, and I'm real, you know, a lot of the movies on my list, I realized, though, as, as I led up to today, is that I really love the ones that, well, they're all there because of the story and the story being good from beginning to end. And what I like about this one and a lot of them that are on my list is in that story, they create a new mythos. They do a, they maybe take something, but they, they create their own lore cool. and their own universe, their own yeah. theory thing, you know, that's like, mm-hmm. oh, this is cool. Like you're just, it's fucking awesome. And uh, trying to figure out you know, the rules, the seven rules in this movie uh, that we just talked about called When Evil Lurks. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's my number three. Um, it was it was fucking awesome because you're like, what do you mean this infected dude or whatever they were calling him? And what does this mean? It, you know, is it a virus? Is it a what? Is it yeah. a this? You know, and... I loved following these two dumb, these brothers. You're trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Uh, you know, their, their journeys, madness too. It's just what they, 
go through and they tell you not to do this and don't do this, but they fucking have to do it. They have to shoot somebody with a gun and shit goes crazy. Mm-hmm. Especially when that, yeah, when that neighbor finally fires on that goat and he knows he's not oh, supposed yeah. to. He knows that's the, they know the rules. That was, that was a super awesome scene. Yeah. I mean, clearly reverse Very. photography, but when that goat steps up to the barrel of the gun, the gun and you're like, oh, don't you fucking do it. You uh, like know, a, it's the rules. And yeah, then like what a, the wife turns around and the does. The second he pulls the trigger, he gets a fucking ax buried in his face for yep. not following these rules. Yep. You're right, though. Oh. I'm with you. I like that is that is something I really liked about this movie is that it creates its own lore. It takes a little bit from all the cool things. I, I mean, it might be. I mean, this is is this a sp- Spanish film? Yep. Okay, it there there might be it might be some lore f- For sure. from that area that we don't know about. You know, but regardless, they do a great job of building that world and sticking to those rules and and showing us these all these rules and the lore and everything without it being um, force-fed to us. Yeah, and and that particular moment is really the first time you see the rules be broken the first time that they tell you not to do for the first 20 minutes, and you're just like, yeah, but what is, but yeah, but what are we even talking about here? You got this guy that's all bloated and bubbly and melting and, yeah, but what's really going on here? What what and then fucking propels this movie to just like holy fuck and it doesn't stop. And yeah, so when those get it, it's crazy and then they try to get away and then yeah, the 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 dog and the kid is just it's the scene that like you can't deny. There's just a lot of like <laughs> oh man, jaw-dropping or just you know, I, I, I talk I talked earlier about how, you know, there's some low moments for me, but you know, there's a lot of great moments that suck me into the movie hard. Like right out of the gate, dealing with the guy in the bed, yeah, the big poop puffy guy. It's so disgusting. They do not nope. shy away from Oh bleh, ship dripping from, out of his nose yeah, and oh my god. Mucus and pus and And you and you don't and know but you don't bile. know the context. You're just like yeah. what? And you're like, why do you think that you have to drive him away from your small town that apparently doesn't have and, electricity? And you can't touch him. And uh, yeah. Right. Why? Explain these fucking rules. And they don't even get to the seven rules till halfway through the goddamn movie. Yeah. You just try to help kind of figure them out and from context. And and yeah, the family, that's, uh, that's hard. And yeah, when they get to the friend's house, I like her because they talk about uh, this cleaner and you still don't even know what the fuck that means, you know. But being able to take the demon out of this pregnant body, basically, this incubation for this demon is what's happening, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And, he, and then there's the his son that I would have bet the world that was a, a handicapped actor. Mm. But, yeah. But when he... Um, isn't for a minute you're just like god damn it this movie <laughs> god damn it this demon yeah, why do yeah. you have to get everybody why can't and you're just like uh yeah and then and then the end mm. i won't i won't say that but like yeah. you know like 
uh, uh, in the stage there. That's fucking gross. And and <laughs> even the main character who spent the whole movie telling people not to break these rules still can't just it's d- these demons are just too and so what's I don't want to give it away but I I won't give it away away but like it's a, I'm surprised I like this movie because there really is no happy ending you know like yeah I'm kind of shocked too there's honestly. no like even this main character can't do the right thing and lots of bad things happen including his poor mother which you know you you learn what happened to her at the end with the boy that did the thing to the oh my god this movie Tad <laughs> it's so good for being so bad made it up your list so that's number something. three man number three all the way up to three wow when evil lurks wow okay my number three oh. we've talked about it before okay Wrath of Becky yeah yeah you love I don't Becky. know what else to say about it I guess but it's it's yeah, it's fun when fun. I forget, like, you know, earlier that you're like, it might be on my list later. And then I'm like, <laughs> my dumb brain, like, five movies later, I'm like, well, I wonder what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo. Yep, yep. Well, I was just I was so excited to see our buddy Courtney Gaines. Courtney Gaines about steals this thing. Kind of does. And props yeah. to Jason for, like, insisting we watch this one, because I probably would have been, like, a sequel to, to Becky and... <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Thank you for bringing it up because I forgot it existed, or else I would have well, watched it, it on it, my it, own. Nobody don't know existed. Nobody yeah, knows. exactly. I mean, I thought I heard something about it once, and then thought it was just a fever dream that there was a sequel <laughs> to Becky. Right, and then it was just online. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah, even the main dude, uh, Sean Scott Williamson's Scott. Sean William Scott. Sean. Yes, Stifler. Yeah. yeah, he was fucking great. Mm-hmm. And his mom, yeah. Oh, and I oh, love that actress a lot. Yeah, she intimidating was great. Shit. Jill yeah. Larson, she's amazing. Fuck, fucking cool. Like just all over. Like watching these dipshits. I, I mean, now <laughs> that we're this far in, and can we can we talk about spoilers? If you haven't seen it, <laughs> it's only pause. brand new, and you uh, yeah. Oh. Hit, hit hit pause. But when he fucking falls into the bear traps at the end. God damn, that's how you do it. <laughs> oh, I was like out of my yeah. seat, like celebrating, Fuck like yeah. like like so my team scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl. <laughs> uh, it's so good because he he, he, oh. he when he gets the final one to the face, it's just like yes. yes. <laughs> or when she shoots the 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 mom is like you know she she oh, it, it's she so funny smarts him yeah. It's so funny when the mom, we get, we even get tricked where it's like <laughs> nope. she's still alive and then she shoots and she's like forty feet off. She shoots to the other side of the room. Yeah, she has a traumatic brain injury. Because <laughs> again, spoilers, but she gets shot directly in the head, so you're square in the forehead. So you think, okay, she's done. And then she comes back, and I'm like, so what? Dumb. At first, I'm like, right. what? Come on! And then she's even, she even has the lines like, you must have missed the brain, and then shoots at Becky but then we get the full perspective of the room and she's like facing the other way because her brain's all fucked up now oh fuck oh so good and then you know and then the dog gets his moment too after. Yeah, right. yeah yeah th- just talking about it again I'm like this is gonna be one I'll I'll just rewatch it this week with Nikki because I think she will enjoy it so much that it's like a it's yeah, got it's... A, it, it's so rewatchable it's yeah, it's rated our home alone too. 
It's, yeah. Yes. It's so good. She really outsmarts them fucks. Yep. So great. Yeah. Oh, the Some arrow through the and... cheeks from oh, the crossbow. <laughs> yeah. Unfazed though. Yeah, he's just like it, but that yeah, it bleeds it, it, it bleeds like for a minute and yeah. then he's and then he's fine. And then like, come on, that'd be bleeding no, for the th- rest of the movie. That's what is so genius about it, is that I think you guys unlocked what like just talking about it like unlocked why i love it so much because the home alone movies yeah. are like my favorite thing <laughs> yeah. and like they take bricks to the face and nails yeah. to the foot and they're fine you know they keep moving on yeah. that's what like more of a cartoon this, yeah that's yeah. what this is this is like itchy and scratchy and home alone and it's like uh-huh. you yeah, know yeah we're home alone's tom and jerry becky uh wrath of becky is itchy scratch itchy yeah scratchy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. I, so i just i just love it uh yeah it's fucking rad it's bloody it's gross it's awesome do you guys want to see another one, knowing where well, she's we have at to. by the end? Well, we they set to. it up, right? But like, it'd be in my brain. I'm got... like, how's that even? How's it? How could it even be good? How is this even? Well, how did this one? I know. You know? <laughs> but then, then I thought that, and I'm like, well, now I really want to see what they do. Yeah, because well. they literally went from her like spilling coffee on a guy, and it escalated to that. But <laughs> in, in this in the state in the state that we are as a country uh, that we get so riled up, like good. that's that's believable. So it's like yeah. you know, what can they ins- be inspired by? Which here's a good question for you guys: What like '90s slash '2000s uh, comedian? That is not uh, as popular as they once were. Can they bring play, back for part three? Yeah, that will that will be the serious role uh, for part three. Because <laughs> I, I just love that they took Stifler and Paul Blart, you know. And yep. I'm like, do we have? I was gonna say Tim Allen, but he's sort of a shithead in real life. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. Paul Shore. I could see that he's desperate. Could he actually act? Enough to no, pull it off. No, I I <laughs> caught a TikTok clip of one of his current stand up. He's still doing the weasel, guys. Oh, oh I've I've met him. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> but he's doing the weasel as if like because the, the the shtick was like not getting recognized by some girl half his age or whatever, and he's like, but I'm the weasel. Oh yeah, it. Yeah. He is. The, I mean, not to open another tab, but he is the worst <laughs> because he gets on Instagram and begs other celebrities to help him pitch movies to like Disney Plus, and it's like all of his all of his celebrities that he worked with in the '90s that are like way above him now, and he's like, guys, you know, let, fans, let let you know this Sean Astin know that we and uh, Brendan Fraser know that we want uh, Encino Man too, and it's like it's or uh, Key Kwan, and it's like awkward because it's like he's begging people to beg people who are don't need fucking uh encino <laughs> man too to help him get a paycheck and it's like and he's been bothering uh richard simmons to to do the biopic oh that's like, right that was what i was trying to think stop of stop fucking ago. harassing him like let yeah. him be oh. you fucking loser anyways oh yeah yeah sorry not poly not poly shore yeah <laughs> All right, so so we could stop talking about Polly Shore. We should move on to our number twos. Tad, what is your number two? My number two, and it's one you guys haven't seen. It's Eli Ross Thanksgiving. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Seven, a... 17 years later, after a fake trailer <laughs> and one of my favorite movie-going experiences, it finally came to fruition. Um. As I've alluded to, if you listen to the show, you know that 
holiday horror is my jam. My favorite movie is Halloween. I love Christmas horror. We have a Thanksgiving one that doesn't suck finally. Um, <laughs> and honestly, like 17 years later, after this really fun trailer, I'm like, there is no way Eli Roth can pull this off where it doesn't just disappoint because we've waited so long. The hype has built so long. The trailer was so much fun. I mean, he, he went balls to the wall with the trailer, right? He showed all the best parts, yeah. every best part. Mm-hmm. There's no way he could do this. What's he going to do? He made it modern. I was like, oh, that's another check off the list. I don't like it. It's going to suck. Like, how can Eli hasn't given me much faith from his recent work? Well, Um, and a lot of a lot of fan horror fans feel that way. And even his earlier work, it just feels like in the horror community, Eli Roth has been canceled. And I, I love Cabin Fever. I love the Hostel movies. Both of them. I think Hostel 2 is even better. Like, I, I, uh, I'm not, I think Green Inferno is really the only thing that I just don't really love. But um, God when you damn. said love, I mean it's it's still. I mean I like it. It's I still, still. I mean it's still fun to watch. But yeah. man, this, he really. I, I've said it before. I this is like he restrained himself in the best ways possible. He did not have that like stupid thirteen-year-old Eli Roth that was like. I don't know how to explain it. Like in, in Green Inferno, I like it, but there's like the whole diarrhea joke and there's farts and like yeah. that kind of shit takes me out of it because it's just childish and bad writing. Where this, he like does not resort to those things. This is just a really good slasher. It's in set in modern times. It's like, how in the hell did you take that? paper thin plot of the thanksgiving trailer and make a goddamn franchise they've already announced part two is coming yeah they already mm-hmm. it's already greenlit this movie's breaking records it fucking rules i was blown away eli you've you're in the good graces of horror fans again i have not seen people besides godzill hmm. um everybody else seems to really love it and i'm just so stoked that we have another movie to watch every year so we can have halloween we can have thanksgiving we can have krampus and Mm -hmm. you know black christmas and it's just we finally have that bridge between halloween and christmas and it's it is just really good the performances are really good it's a morality tale on consumerism uh it's really smart on how they made a story out of this and eli and his friend who co-wrote it with him uh said that they conceptualize this as like 12 year olds because they were like, when's, when's there going to be a Thanksgiving slasher? We have Halloween and you know, uh, happy birthday to me. And we have all the Friday 13th. Every holiday has a movie. Why doesn't Thanksgiving have one? And here they are as adults and they made it and it's fucking great. Yeah. It warms my heart that it's been so successful and, and Eli Roth is, uh, kind of back as I've, I felt like I was still, I was like the last Eli Roth fan. I, I still <laughs> love um, most of his movies. The My only one that I I don't care for is Knock Knock, and that's just because those yeah, two oh, girls yeah. are just so freaking annoying, <laughs> and it's an hour and a half of them. So, uh, so like, and, and it just has bothered me over the years on how just like, seems like more and more people have turned, even on his earlier work, and I was just like, do you guys, do you guys remember back in the day when those movies came out? We all loved them. Did we not? Do we? <laughs> did we forget that? Yeah. Like I hear so much yeah. negativity about like the hostile films, even Cabin Fever, 
and just Eli Roth in general. So it it I want to see this movie so bad, and I'm so excited that it that it has been so successful for him, which just means I don't know how I'm not gonna love it if I'm still the last guy on earth who yeah. is passionate for Eli Roth movies. I'm glad that it got the sequel greenlit, and I hope he. I like hell he writes it and starts shooting it before Borderlands comes out and ruins his career. Yeah, there's that. That's yeah. like that thing on his fucking that what what do they say at the something on the person's back? The uh monkey? Like fi- Yeah, the monkey yeah. on his back is like this saying is looming in the shadows and it's not going to be it, there's it, it couldn't possibly come out and be good after all this time, right? I mean, there's something going on. No, I don't know. The Flash the- movie did. With all the production Just, problems too, you know. Yeah, I mean it's been it's been shot for it, it was shot like two years ago, and they had Tim Miller come in and do all the reshoots while he shot Thanksgiving. Eli Roth wrote and directed and put out and released a movie and got a sequel greenlit before the movie he shot two years ago, and it has come out, and that comes out summer of next year. It's like another. Well, year if they're investing that much and not releasing it, then they'll make it good. Before they, or it has anything left to him or not, but or it'll be a write off for him that won't. They're not letting. Hopefully, won't tarnish Eli Roth at that point. Yeah, I'm like, you know, he, 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 I just, there's no possible way he could be like, you know, he was. They they came out and said, you know, Tim Miller's reshooting, doing reshoots, and everybody's like, oh no, and he's like, don't worry, it's because I'm doing Thanksgiving, and it's like, Thanksgiving was shot, and then he's. (laughs) Yeah, it's like it could have been. I don't know. To me, it's it signals a huge red flag, and uh, I don't know. I I hope I'm wrong. I hope he comes out and proves me wrong, and it's fantastic. But after all this time, I'm just sort of like, it's bad sign. I just don't know if it does not turn out to be good. I just I don't know if it's going to be on Eli Roth's shoulders. I don't think it's going to be his fault because it just sounds like it's just been a production nightmare from the beginning beginning um and more on the studio's fault than anything else i hope so and i you know if it does like i said i'm I'm glad he got this like filmed out and a sequel greenlit and i hope you know if if it does if it does flop it's like well he's put out two successful horror movies sort of going back to his basics like let him yeah it's okay to be doing that like carpenter you know he releases you know, Opus, Epic, and The Thing that flopped, and he went back and did fucking Big Trouble in Little China, and They Live, and all these movies that, you know, almost forced him back into his world, and that, you know, wasn't all bad. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, Thanksgiving, number two, wow, love I'm, it. I'm so glad. that I'm. That's awesome that it made it that far up your list. Yeah. Being... God, it makes me just want to see it even more. Yeah. <sighs> all right, Jason, you're number two. Oh my gosh. Uh number two. Well, we've already talked about it. Um and there's a, a little bit of recency bias. And honestly it would it it would be my number one because I maybe I do think it's the best movie of the year. It's best movie of the year. But horror movie of the year, maybe there's one more that's just a little more scary. And, uh, but this movie uh, blew my fucking socks off. Uh, it's not very often, uh, if ever, when Brian Clark is like, dude, go to the theater 
now. And I'm like, but Brian, but he's like, listen, <laughs> don't fuck around. Go check this out. And I'm like, well, if Brian Clark is telling me. I already wrote it down because I know what it is based, <laughs> on, based on that yeah, story. Uh, we're talking about Godzilla minus one. <laughs> uh, Jesus. So I, as soon as you said Brian Clark. And so, uh, yeah. So as soon as uh, when I got out of the theater, he was just getting out of seeing it the second time. Oh, nice. And so he saw that I had seen it and wrote me. And I'll just, I'm going to read what I wrote to him. He's, he's excited that I saw the movie and he wanted, he was curious about my thoughts. And I said, fucking loved it. Uh, the scope of his size and power, you felt his weight. Like, that's, un, that's unbelievable. Uh, you, it's like it's in one of them 3D or one of those, uh, what kind of theaters are those, Tad, where you fucking shake the seats? Yeah. You know, but like the sound design is out of fucking control. You, f <laughs> this is a bazillion ton beast walking around, and you're like, you fucking feel it. Um, okay, he says the I say the he uh, the destruction was next level and so realistic. Oh man, it's true. He was one angry lizard and was scary as hell. He's so mean in this. His <laughs> he's like. Just angry and mean and vengeful well, yeah. and what what I really loved is scary. like you know with the new legendary movies it's definitely like you know the Marvel stuff where it's like I don't know it it doesn't feel real and yeah. with this it's like he he's almost not even like trying he's not out to destroy a building he's just so massive and walking that it's if it's in his fucking path it's gone. And he picks up like a train car with his teeth and throws it through the city, wiping out everybody. And it's like, yeah, it, it's not, it's not your legendary one where everybody's safe. Right. Uh, they're everybody's fucked when he's Everyone if you're in his path, fucked. you are fucked. And when he drops something, everything goes kaboom. When he when he starts putting up his fucking ray, his like death ray, oh. it's like you're you're fucking toast and it's an atomic bomb there is yeah that's that was the next thing i said is his light up protruding plates and that that blast is so fucking powerful like i was i was literally like there's no chance of this movie ending well like there's no way he can be defeated he is too strong too powerful the humans stand no chance this is his planet it's just how long till we're all dead <laughs> he is that just try to get out of his path. That's your your That's, only right. Yeah. The only way this movie ends is he just gets tired of playing and goes home. That's <laughs> the only way this movie ends, in my head. But uh, it was really cool getting to to see the post war Japan stuff, um, and how fucking sad and awful that was. And yeah, and uh, you know, but getting to see the humanity amidst all that rubble was amazing too. Because it all comes down to this. All right. So in spite of in spite of some of the most amazing action sequences put to film, the best part was the story of this guy, a girl, and a kid. Hmm. Like, it's fucking heart-wrenching. It's beautiful. There wasn't a dry eye in the theater. My theater was full. It was like a Saturday afternoon matinee. And it it's just, I mean, the proof's in the Rotten Tomatoes. I mean, the pudding. And... uh <laughs> I gotta hate Rotten Tomatoes. Um, I mean, there's a reason that it's l being loved by everyone is because everyone is being reminded that oh, having a good story 
in an action film. It's just like, people are like, whoa, 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 I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Like, I've never felt these feelings in a while. Just, uh, what's happening? This isn't on my phone. I don't know. (laughs) So, like, there's, it's deserving of every bit of praise that's going. It's just unbelievable. The, the story's great. It's touching. And, and like I said earlier, it's like, you're, and Brian said this too. You're just like, this, you're almost mad he shows up because he's going to fucking ruin this cool story you're invested <laughs> in. Uh, another thing, the fucking score is out of control. Amazing. It's, so good. Yeah, it evokes the original, but it's yeah. modern. Yeah, it's fucking cool how they do it. Oh, yeah. I mean, the first half before he shows up, I mean, we got some great, 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 great score going on. And, uh, but, but then, yeah, when, when he shows up and they, and they bring in those, uh, the, the horns. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. It's like the Godzilla theme, you know, it's like, yeah, it's, but it's it, it chills down your spine. It's mixed so fucking loud and, you're just and like he's destroying everything and it's so realistic it's not you know a guy in a suit with some models he's fucking killing this whole country you know it's just like motherfucker it's so good oh that score is so I can't wait to go get it i loved the shin godzilla score a lot too but and the and the godzilla kong one too but or even in the last one, the King of the Monsters was probably my favorite up until this one. But this has this has, oh, it's so good, it's so good. You like it? And if there was ever a movie to see in a theater, like I said, it's it's this one because it's it's as big as it gets. It's the reason we have theaters. <laughs> and to get to fucking read subtitles in a theater, it's all I've ever wanted. I want <laughs> subtitles on every movie I watch. So it was amazing. Yeah, oh. I'm bummed. You guys' number two are two movies that I'm dying to see oh. that probably would be just as high on my yep, list. probably would. But my number two yep. is Totally Killer. Oh, wow. shit. Wow. High up the list. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, sitting here reflecting, it might be it might be too high. Maybe I didn't <laughs> need to do another pass. <laughs> well, it's comedy. But I still, it's... yeah, it's, but, it, you know, it's my wheelhouse. My, I, yep. love, I love comedy. Oh, it's good. Mixed with, with my horror. And, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's really good. Um, I just really enjoyed, you know, you talked about the 80s stuff, feeling, uh, worried about it feeling forced. I, because it wasn't so much like, um, the eighty stuff in your face of, you know, hey, here's here's my swatch or you know here's, right. you know here's my Spuds McKenzie T-shirt. Uh, it's more of like, just the the overall Aesthetic. difference in the yeah. teens yeah. of that era versus versus now. Like one of my, some of my favorite stuff is. Her just being so weirded out by somebody touched her. People smoking in public, or dodgeball. Right, you know. To think about that, we all know the trauma of dodgeball. Yeah. Well, guess what? Our kids today don't get traumatized by dodgeball because they know that it's a bullshit game, and they don't, <laughs> and they're not forcing kids to play that crap anymore. So that's that's the kind of the stuff as far as the mixture of the of the two of the two eras. That I was enjoying, not so much the nostalgia of of seeing the ET video game on the shelf. It's it's more of like just the the overall differences in 
in teens today versus teens back then, or just overall society, really. Again, going back to things like it's okay to like smoke in school or whatever. Yeah. And then, you know, on all the horror stuff was fun. And I, I dig time travel stuff um, when it's done well. And I feel like it's done well for the most part. There's a little bit in the, in the kind of the wrap up stuff at the very end that I'm like, wait a minute, time travel. <laughs> you kind of mess, fucked up that a little bit, but it's forgiven. So that's my number two. It was neat when they're like, oh, Back to the Future got this wrong. I'm like, all right, I think I agree with you, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. Gosh dang, we're here. Oh, man, and it's I, number one I personally, time. and none of us have talked about our lists at all until this moment. And I also know that there's a movie we, none of us have talked about yet. Oh man! Oh. I, like, I feel like I know what Tad's is, but Mike's... right, I, and I absolutely know what yours is, Jason. Yeah, um, so like Mike's the wild card. I know. How... I am the wild card. Like you how... always are. <laughs> yeah. How did uh, Zombie Town get all the way to Mike's number one? Oh, forget that. <laughs> we talked about before we were recording. <laughs> Peeling back the curtains, folks. We were talking about before we were recording and like what we do for the bonus episodes for these year enders. <laughs> and I made the comment. I'm like, I'm glad we don't do the bottom. The, the the worst of the year anymore. Yep. Don't make me bring that back if bringing uh, up Zombie Town. I'm just looking at that's this the worst of the list year. of a hundred movies and all the films we haven't talked about yet. And I don't think if yours isn't ours, I don't know what yours is. I have one clue actually, but I don't want to say okay. it. But all right, I'll I'll mark it down and see if I'm right. All but, right. Well, before I announce mine, I'm going to make you guys uh, guess. So anyway, so oh. let's get into it. Jason, what's your number one? Well, my number one is the same as Tad's number one. Yep. And uh, this movie's fucking incredible. Like I mentioned earlier with When Evil Lurks, the thing I really is important has been as clearly important to me on the, the, my list is the story and the lore and the mythos that you create with your story. And this movie creates this <laughs> lore that's just out of nowhere and they don't it's just it's just out of nowhere and it's unbelievable and they don't really explain it really you don't care where it comes from you're just all of a sudden in this movie and the the thing i really like about it besides it being a24 but uh is oh i should just say it Right? <laughs> yep. Damn it. It's talk to me. When, if you've seen it or not, you watch this trailer, the, the mythos they create with this hand, when it happens, like, I don't know how they do it, if it's with the music, it's part with the music, it's part with the camera, it's part with the acting, it's part with the makeup, a lot with the makeup. But there is a, you feel evil grab this kid and hold him in this chair. There's like a gravity that these kids are put under when this moment happens. And it's so fucking scary to me. Like to, and, and every time it happens, it's fucking real and scary. Their eyes all black out and just the, how these kids turn when they are grabbed is the most 
amazing and scary, terrifying thing I, I've seen in fucking years. You know what adds to that intensity for me uh. is how carefree and not serious the rest of them are. It's a joke to them. It's all a game and a joke to them. All happening at the same time. Just laughing and having a fun-ass time with this. There's even that weird little montage scene where they just keep doing it over and over again. And the, the tone changes with oh. the music even. It's got like more happy, Par- poppy party song music. Yeah, yeah, party music. And... and the whole time I'm like, this is serious, guys. Yeah, and the this is all gonna go so badly for you. Stop fucking around. But bo- it's but it's believable because when you're that age, you don't think. Oh, oh sure, you're you're, you're untouchable. Yeah. yeah, and this is this is fucking funny to fuck the, fuck around with this thing. The brilliant part in that moment that I'm talking about, besides the music, the acting, and all that stuff, is there's a countdown element. So you are mm-hmm. literally yeah, holding yeah. your breath. Like that's the smartest thing about writing this lore. Is they added that time. They added yeah. this time in there. Because for know. a while you don't know what happens after if you go too far. But yeah. you see it start to go bad. You know, you're just like and when we're waiting for it. We're fucking. You're like, yeah, this you're seems like this it. is the this isn't fun and games as it may start to be. This is oh, it's so scary. Yeah, you're waiting for it because again, these kids aren't taking it seriously. Oh, they know the rules, kids. but you know they're dumbass kids that are just gonna <laughs> push the envelope. Yep. Like, yep. how far can we go this time? It's like, no, you know the rules. You can't go past whatever it was. Oh. Six, was it sixty seconds? Eighty? I don't remember. Yeah, ninety yeah, seconds. Yeah, I mean, it's like ninety seconds. You know, I, me and my friends did some really stupid shit looking back. Where I'm like, I would never fucking do that now. <laughs> but like. You ride the line of something, and once you get away with it so many times, you push the boundary. You keep pushing, keep pushing until yep. it hits you in the fucking face, and you learn. But uh, this is the ultimate consequence. Yeah. Yeah, so the, the actual description says, When a group of friends discover how to conjure spirits with an embalmed hand, they became they become hooked on this new thrill and high-stakes party game until one of them goes too far. And unleashes terrifying supernatural forces. Because when it first happens, you're seeing it from the audience. So you're like, oh, what's so funny? But then when you see it really work, it's like, it's, it's so fucking scary. Because it feels real. Not that this really could happen, but you know, you're just in it. And you're like, when it happens and you're stuck to this hand, it's like, holy fuck. It's just. That 90 seconds-ish, you know, moment yeah. is just so goddamn scary. And the story-wise, it's sort, of oh. made, it's sort of funny because it made me think of a very different movie, The Gate, because... Uh, oh, interesting. The, the older sister who's responsible for the little brother, yep. you yep. know, parting with the friends. Oh, little brother has oh. to come along. And he takes it too far, just oh. like they do with the Ouija board and get him floating, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. They do a good job of not letting him for a while, you know. Right, yeah, yeah. And you, you know maybe that he doesn't. But which which, you know, ramps it up because it's like it's sort of like in hereditary with yeah. the the girl who sticks her head out the fucking window where it's like she was an innocent person who wanted to come to this party and she has yep. the the thing, but it's like you know, he, he just wants to fit in. Yep. He just wants to join this party. He wants to, and, and he they take it too far. everyone having fun. And now, yeah, he he's the one that has to f- fucking face it. And we have this whole underlying story of our lead character who's dealing with the death of her mom and wanting to use it to see her mom. And Oh, oh what? Yeah. 
I mean, I didn't necessarily get there until it happened. And then when it happened, I'm like, that's fucking brilliant that they tied that in. I mean, I knew it could have, I guess, and I knew it was kind of there, but I didn't think it was like she was kept going back to try to find her mom. But when it ended up happening, it was like, oh my God, that's so good. And I'll, I'll, like hereditary in a few of those moments, I will forever be haunted by the three, the, the 10 frames, the one second of that poor innocent kid, as we see him trapped in hell, that scene of him is just, oh man, it's, (laughs) it is tough to see. It's, oh, haunted. And I think it does, what it really does well too is like, we, after I watched it, I was like, you know, God damn, it was violent and visceral and it, and it was like painful to watch and stuff. And then like, I had a few friends who saw it and they're like, you know, like it's not a whole lot, but like your brain almost tricks you into thinking you saw more than you did because yeah. it's so, yep. qu- so quick and violent and, and just, yep. it, but either way, it like, it's like burn into my brain, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, th- but this, unlike when evil lurks, I will watch again, uh, I don't know when I have to ramp myself up for it. <laughs> yeah, this but, one uh, scares me bad. But, but I, I, I now own it on 4K. I loved oh, it. Nice. Uh, so I'm like, you know, this is this is gonna be one. If if I find when I find out people haven't seen it, I'm gonna be like, oh, sit down, we Guess should watch what? it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This yeah, this movie. The actors rules. are great. All those kids are awesome. Uh, it you know more proof in the pudding. It's got a four point five million dollar budget and it's already made ninety one million. So and it's we nice. got the sequel on the way. So it made up for uh, Bo's movie. So that's good. <laughs> and you know what the sequel's called? No, talk, talk to, to me. Don't say that. It is. Oh goddamn! Why is there a sequel? Because <laughs> it made a shit ton of money. This time it's a foot. I'm at the moment where I don't want there to ever be sequels to a thing I like. There's a. We always a, have the original. The uh, creators, <sighs> the two directors, Danny are, and Michael Philippou. They're they did Joe Rogan podcast. It's fascinating. Go listen. Okay. After you listen to our podcast, of course. Yep. So that was your number one as well, Tad. My number one. Oh, okay. <gasps> I thought it was okay. Sorry. Is. Of course, talk to me. Yeah. Oh, okay. so told me. <laughs> All right. Sorry, oh, you no. fucker. <laughs> Damn it! I know. <laughs> what if I, yeah, I didn't even list it and I like yelled at Jason to watch it? And I'm like, yeah. oh, damn it! Well, I will say I like this movie, guys, but it did not make the top ten oh, for wow. me. It was good, or even an honorable mention. Okay. Well, I Jesus. knew it was going to get brought up in the top ten, so I didn't put it in my honorable mentions. Huh? It's really good. So are we guessing what you're Now we're guessing. Is? Yeah, you guys want to guess? Okay, I got this one. Okay. Do you have an idea, Tan? I'm looking uh, through the looking list. At, yeah, I was looking through the list earlier and trying yeah, to see I think what... I know what it is. Hmm. I'm almost sure of it. Okay. I got it. What All do right. I win? My undying gratitude. Okay. I think I, I might know, too. Uh, you want to do a three, two, one, and list it? Yep. Okay. Three, two, two, one. Brooklyn no one will 90, save you. 45. 
Oh, Tad won. It well, is. Yes. No one will save you. Oh, oh, I should have known that. But yeah, Brooklyn he... 45 was really good, too. Although, yeah. I was a little... It was one of those where the ending... It was yeah. kind of like, uh, yeah, you had so me close. through this whole thing, and then you just you gave me some blew your load on the ending. It felt, oh. like a sta- it felt like a stage play to me. but he was, It, it did, did, but that kind of was part of the appeal to me. Although, did you guys watch the trailer for that one? You want to talk about yeah. like not watching trailers, yeah, reasons one's... to not watch trailers. I was expecting this whole movie to be in black and white. Because mm-hmm. that trailer was in black and white, right? I think so. Yeah. And then when it was cut, co- I was like, disoriented for a good chunk of the beginning of the movie i'm like this that's just this is black and white is it gonna turn black and white you know it, yeah anyway that's not my number one yeah my number one tad was right it is um, no one will save you. no one will save you i dude it just i just dude, really got me it's so good i really four. love this movie from beginning to end although again again ending like a little disappointed in it. Well, it don't make sense. Well, here's my problem okay. with the ending. Right? Okay. Is um, you're right. It makes sense, and it's fine where it goes. It's, it's just it's that. It's that. It's fine where it goes. It's just like you get a mo- you give me a movie <laughs> like that. You get a movie that leaves the gate at 100 miles an hour from the get go and does not slow down until the ending. That's you, you're going to lose me with the with a a much more slower ending than the pace of the rest of the movie. Sure. Sure. It but, definitely slows down, but and I'll tell you, you know, again that debate on to- about watching trailers. This is a movie that don't watch the trailer for because my favorite part of this whole movie is that first 5-10 minutes. Oh, yeah. of the home invasion, you know, her like hearing these noises, she, you know, know, she's home all alone in the middle of nowhere and you know, and then it just keeps escalating until it gets like crazy aliens from outer space shit going on and the whole the whole thing is shown in the trailer like my favorite part of the whole movie is like the trailer so stay away from the trailer watch the movie um and and to hit to to hit hulu streaming like come on guys give this a at least a small Mm. theatrical release because the sound design needs to be and seen like heard in a theater Oh, for sure, yes. Oh, that had been amazing. Oh, yeah. All them fucking aliens running around. Yeah, that one, this is another one like Hell House that had Nikki like crawling. She was like, uh, like hiding her face, like, oh, no, 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 because you know it's coming. It's like, heck yeah. Yeah. And I'm a sucker for sticks like this, but I love the little to no dialogue Mm -hmm. that you could do this whole movie with nothing. With no, oh, that's just brilliant writing and brilliant filmmaking right there, man. And brilliant acting. I am always impressed when people can give an amazing silent performance. You know? Because you don't have the majesty of beautifully written dialogue to uh, enhance your performance. You have to do it all through your actions. And uh, it's done by, uh, what is this? Brian Duffield. Yeah. He did Spontaneous. Spontaneous. He wrote a lot of cool stuff. Yeah. Love and yeah. Monsters. Uh, yeah, movies, what? The Babysitter. Babysitter, babysitter wrote 2. It. Like, mm-hmm. movies that have popped up on our best of list over the last five years. Yep. Yep. So, he's a filmmaker I want to... I need to be following more. Cause, a favorite of our show. Yep, for sure. 
Wow, guys. That's it, guys. Holy Exciting. moly. There's your 10. I was I was about to have my mind blown when, like, uh, J- Jason had me almost, like, thinking that your one might be the same as ours. And I was like, there's never, there's no it's, way we're all no three way. have the same top three. <laughs> nope, I, gotta be I knew it was man too out. serious for him. And that's fine. Like, yeah. that's, it's good that we didn't all have, but it, wouldn't it be wild if we... It would have been. Yeah. Twinsies. I, I honestly don't know why it didn't even make the top ten. Yeah. There's just, there's something about it. Just it, Did you have to watch it on your laptop? So, well, yeah, but okay, well. that doesn't mean anything. Um, oh, where's the what other and there it is. Okay, yeah, got it. <laughs> he watched it on his uh, phone, like in te- like the director's intended. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, man, there's still there's still some good ones. We might have to next bonus episode. We'll just have to hit all the ones that just weren't we mentioned. Watched. Yeah, we yeah, should because yeah. if we we all watch almost forty horror movies, yeah. we should get something out of it. So. Yeah, God damn it. <laughs> and so should you. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you're gonna have to listen to us fucking talk about them, <laughs> whether you want to or not. Oh man! So, so that is it for our top ten of 2023. But we got how's more it to feel to get it off your shoulders, guys? Oh, oh it's bittersweet. Been, yeah, it's like everything building up to this moment, and now it's over. I mean, we've been trucking hard the last two months for real, real. Oh yeah, we always buckle down there at the end, and. uh um, I, I've I've called into work sick for the past two weeks. I don't mean, say I, that. I, got, I lost my job. Uh, <laughs> my Nikki's divorced me. Uh, I stopped eating. I'm very sick and hungry. I think our lists are pretty good. I can't wait for you guys to see them. And uh, um, I, like I said, in general, I thought this year's movies, the quality was oh, way up from last year in general. And I, I mean, I, I like a lot of the movies and, my yeah, so my other big takeaway is I'm glad that I still like horror movies. That's the biggest. <laughs> I, I'm I, excited to hear. Sorry, what yeah. what the no, no. attackers? Oh yeah, I know. Yep. What kind of crazy shit have they been watching? Well, we can find out here in a moment. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break so you can hear a promo for our podcast network, the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to over thirty shows, including Land of the Creeps. Woo! Land of the Creeps is a weekly horror podcast that that takes an informative yet entertaining look at old and new horror movies hosted by the man, the myth, the legend, Greg Amortis. So check out Land of the Creeps and all the other shows at thepfpn.com. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. And we're back. It's time to hear from you guys. We want to know what you thought of the movies of 2023. Here's Jason with shoutouts. It's time for shoutouts. 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 
All right, let's go. Let's change things up. Let's get crazy. Let's go over to Instagram. Whoa. You know, there hasn't even been a lot of comments. I assume they're all just waiting for us to tell them what to watch. <laughs> you know, that's what I'm taking it as. Yeah. Just kidding. Over on Instagram, we got Old School Video Inc. That's right. The Reapster. The Reapster. He says, haven't seen as much as I'd like. We all agree with that. But Cocaine Bear was everything I had hoped oh, for. See? He redeemed Mike. It's oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> for short films, We Forgot About the Zombies was epic. Agreed. Yep. Oh, we should have. Mm. Since we both do. Uh, as well as The Pencil Bonus. and Greed and Gore. I don't know those by name. Yeah, well, yeah. You don't, you don't judge the movies anymore, but I know which two he's talking about. Yeah, they're good ones. Cool. And special shout out to a repertory screenings of The Beyond and Frankenhooker. All right. Thanks, Reebster. All right, over on our Facebook page. Up first. Ooh, I think it's first time commenter Chris Gibson. He says, Five Nights at Freddy's. Sweet. Oh, that should have been your number one. We got Lisa over at the Bad Movie Bunny podcast. She says, God damn it. No. She says, cocaine, cocaine bear, full stop. <laughs> ah, suck no. it. No. damn it. Really? All it's right. okay. Yeah, I, watch I, it now. It's, yep. your, it's your number what? Two? My, me? No, it wasn't that high. <laughs> it was four, I think. Oh, my God. Yeah, don't Top be ridiculous, five. Jason. Oh, I'm so sorry. Up next, we got <laughs> Ryan O'Brien. He says, I thought Sick was pretty decent. Yeah, that's one that hasn't got mentioned. That was good. Yep, yep. Uh, I liked Megan. But I wanted more. I just felt like it could have been more scary slash violent. Okay. Sure. You're getting more with I Meg. And I mean, two. you could say it's a sign of the movie's good if you're wanting more. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, haven't seen Thanksgiving yet, but I'm hoping for good things. Well, Tad sure loves it. Mm-hmm. Oh, God damn it. Up next, we got Attacker <laughs> Emily. She says, Cocaine Bear. <laughs> what is wrong with you, baby? Okay, and then she also says, this is one that barely missed my list, too. She says, Saw X, which shocked the hell out of me. It was way better. Not, it was really good. It was really freaking good. I also have a soft spot for FNAF. FNAF. That's Five Nights Friends. I know. Because Chica is my arch nemesis. I don't know what any of that means. It's one of the furries. Okay. I, think. I don't uh, know. <laughs> it's one of, yeah, it's one of the animatronics. We got Jacob McLaughlin says, Knock at the Cabin is my favorite actual horror movie of twenty twenty three. Nice pick. Totally nice pick. Woo. He says my favorite twenty twenty three horror adjacent movies are Godzilla minus one and Meg Two. Yeah, I'm surprised Meg 2 didn't make your list for the animal theme top 10 that you did this year, Mike. <laughs> didn't get to see it or probably would have. <laughs> I did watch that shark exploitation yeah. documentary. Yeah. You watched that too, didn't you, Tad? Shark I did. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, it was really good. All right. Uh, next, we got Brian Clark. Guess what his number one <laughs> is? That's right. Godzilla minus one. Oh, okay. He says something in the dirt. I don't know if I got to watch that one. Oh, yeah. I don't nope. know it. When Evil Lurks. Ah, uh, see. Yes. Meg 2. And, <laughs> of course he saw that yeah, one. Yeah. And Infinity Pool. Oh, Hell yeah. Yeah. yeah, you'll like it, Mike. 
Uh, since Brian Clark said so. Oh, yeah. Oh, since he said so. Yeah, see how it feels? Oh, damn it. I do see how that feels. <laughs> it does hurt. Uh, and lastly, on our Facebook page, we got Hot Rod Attacker. Hot Rod Hutchinson says, totally killer. Insidious the Red Door. Which I thought wrapped up the series really nice. It was good. Oh, would you end up watching it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. I totally did. Yeah, it was good. I don't know. I think I just am um, just done stronger. with those movies. And then maybe. what's Me Patrick? Too. He directed it too, so that yeah. was cool. Yeah. Uh, Saw X loved it. Loved it. Almost my top ten. Unwelcome. I didn't see that one. I don't think any of us did. I think I did. I'm trying to remember did. which oh, one that is. Is that the fucking troll one I recommended to Mike Saturday? Oh yeah, yeah. It yeah. is. You watched it. It's good, dude. It is good. I think you guys would like it. Um, it's a, it's a dash of labyrinth okay. with less Muppets and less David Bowie. Um, More with, Jennifer Connelly. With a no, unfortunately, oh, sorry. with a hint of, of Straw Dogs with mm-hmm. with less rape, good. and good. all Scottish. So okay. the it's worth it for the creatures, I think, because like that's cool. I watched the trailer. I am I am still trying to figure out how they did the creature effects. It's like wow. right up there with the gate as far as like how'd they do what that? Is, yeah, yeah, awesome. Um he also says Brooklyn forty five. Yeah. Yeah. I mean it's great. I really liked it a lot. Cool I did story. Too. Yeah. Um just... in a serious role as Jack Nicholson. It was great. That's Jack Nicholson. And uh Yeah. And, oh, and when he shoots his Oh fuck. Oh, and then you just see that big gaping hole in his head. It's awesome. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I was something about that era. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. I've, I've always said I'm not a big fan of period pieces, but like, but it, for me, it's mostly like periods that I'm so far disconnected from. Yeah. That, but the that World War II era, I can I can watch that kind of shit all all day long. Yeah. It's good. I really like the the lady in that too. She's she was awesome. The the uh, smart informed interp- yeah, yeah interrogator. She was. I had to look her up because I I recognized her. Yeah. And I couldn't figure it out. She played the best friend on Mad About You. If you remember, oh yeah, yeah. she's awesome, man. Uh, Hot Rod goes on to say, Hell House LLC Origins, the Carmichael Manor. Good. It's good. Is it? Yeah. And then classic Hot Rod style, he finishes with, and just to piss people off, colon. I know what this is. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. (laughs) (laughs) I did end up watching it. You did. And no. No? Here's the problem with it. Like Everybody is hating on this movie. It's not bad for a generic slasher, but that's the problem. You're taking a concept like making a horror version of Winnie the Pooh and its characters and you just revert it to a generic slasher. Like the open the the first couple minutes of the movie I thought was great because it's setting up the lore and putting an evil twist on the 100 uh, 100 acre woods thing and explaining about what you know why they have gone bad now and how they they had to resort to cannibalism by eating Eeyore and all this that and the other thing because Christopher Robbins um, abandoned them when he grew up. So I'm like, oh, this could be really cool. And if we stick in with this, like, this, like, nursery rhyme, not nursery rhyme, but, like, you know, child story mythology put into a, a dark horror element. But, you know, it just turns out to be just Winnie the Pooh and Piglet just being slashers. 
and it looks nothing more like just a, slashers in masks hmm. when it's supposed to be Winnie the Pooh and Piglet. But yeah, so it's probably better on paper and just didn't. Super cool on paper, but yeah. executed poorly. Oh, look, we're not done. There's a flashing red light over there on the answering machine. I'm so nervous I didn't get a chance to screen this. So. Oh, God. Oh, man, who knows what's going to be on this voicemail. Hey, everybody. Attacker Brian here from my year-end phone call. It sounds like the podcast crew is talking 2023 horror. Top 10 honorable mentions, everything horror in 2023. And there's been some good horror this year. Maybe not the best year, but I think there's been some movies that deserve watch and rewatched. Gonna start out with a couple of independents, Follow Her, and Final Summer. Of course, Godzilla Minus One. That was Finley's favorite for the year. Tiffany's favorite, if we're talking about my household, was Renfield. Also enjoyed Totally Killer and Megan in my top horror movies for the year, Dark Harvest and When Evil Lurks. I know there's a lot more. There's a lot I didn't get to see this year, but I will try to catch up next year. And I'll talk to you again in 2024. Oh, how time flies when you're having fun and drinking whiskey. Hope everybody had an amazing year. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks, Godzilla. And you, too, can always leave us a voicemail, and we'll play it on the show. You can give us a call at 415-952-6857. That's 415-95-AOTKP. And that is shout-outs. That is 2023. Yes, and that puts an end to 2023. As always, at the end of these award shows, I often wonder what new and exciting films are going to be coming out next year. That will cram in December. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you stole my, literally stole my next line. <laughs> God, we're finishing each other's sentences. That's right. <laughs> Uh, so thanks for listening. Uh, follow us everywhere on the YouTubes, Facebook, TikTok, X, Threads, Instagram, you name it. We're there. Special thanks to the attackers who help support the show. And we will talk to you all next year on the next episode of Attack of the Killer Podcast. Oh no, could this be the end of? <laughs> Attack of the Killer Podcast.